Dale Radio is brought to you by Cadbury's Whiskey Eggs. Is it an Easter egg hunt or a pub crawl? Well, that's up to you with Cadbury's Whiskey Eggs. Wishing you a happy, happy Easter. Previously on Dale Radio. Actually, I was just thinking about this the other day. My mm. first, first instrument was the xylophone. It was called a glockenspiel. Oh, oh glockenspiel. Yeah. <laughs> probably where See, you grew I can't up, talk either. It was just skulls. Yeah, yeah I just right. played in the skulls. skulls of the cows. It's <laughs> funny. Oh, a skullophone. Sure. <laughs> yeah. We had one of those. <laughs> oh, my goodness, folks. Hello, it's me, Dale. And we've got another terrific live episode coming your way here uh, on Dale Radio. And I just want to take a minute to thank the uh, terrific people that came out, my great guests, and uh, also to Andrew Bancroft and Ashley uh, Perez-Flanagan. They're in a band called Moon Drunk, along with another fella, and they play terrific music. So uh, be sure and check them out. If you see them in Brooklyn, New York, they'll be playing all over the place, and I hope you'll get a chance to check in with them. I'm just back from doing the show. Really, this is fresh, and I'm still riding the excitement. I came right home and watched an old episode of New Heart. And uh, I tell you, they were having some kind of spaghetti shirt stain contest with Peter Scolari. Uh So I, I was just sucked in. But uh, I did want to say a brief uh, introduction to this program and remind you that April 11th, Saturday, 930 at Joe's Pub, we're going to be doing something a little different with Leslie Goshko and Andrew's going to be a part of it and Steve-O's going to be a part of it and uh, Shockwave is going to be a part of it and Eric Biondo and Joe Lampert and Shana Taub and Mateo Lane and Michael Rain and Joanna Schlipp and uh, my goodness, if I forgot anybody, I'm sorry. But all these talented people, we're all coming together to take on the world of Lawrence Welk in a show called Wonderful, Wonderful. And you know I'm a big fan of uh, Lawrence and that program, and I watch every I tape the darn thing on the DVR. And uh, we're going to be uh, inhabiting his world. It's $20, and there's a there's a food and drink minimum, folks, so don't fill up before <laughs> the show. You may want to fast the day leading up to it. But uh, what I'm telling you, because you're the loyal listener, you've been with me so long, uh, get your tickets now because you'll be able to not I don't want you to get stuck behind a pillar all right you want you want to get good seats you want to get a table you want to get a place by the bar by yourself near the door whatever you want to do there's assigned seating is what I'm saying so get it now um it's going to be a great show. I guarantee you we'll have a terrific time. We always do, and I'm always so honored to have your support. So please enjoy this uh, conversation that we had the other night at the pit. It's uh, 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 tonight. We had it tonight, but you're listening to it another time. is how this all works. You know, I don't have to explain this. So uh, it's great, and uh, Naomi Ekparagin and Nori Davis and Joe Randazzo and Bridget Everett and the band and everybody there. I mean, this was a, a really fun show, and I had a great time doing it. So I hope you'll enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Dale, <laughs> and you're here for a 
after week after week. <laughs> and you are witnessing a spectacular live episode of Dale Radio coming to you as always from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And as our little Gowani moves from its gelatinous winter state into a more springtime liquid state, <laughs> still not, not water. <laughs> let's be clear. It can't be clear, so let's us be clear in our dealings today. <laughs> as things go, and as we hope spring finally approaches, things are starting to loosen up for us, aren't they? Some of you are loosening up right now. <laughs> I can tell our little lizard brains and lizard organs down below are getting the signal for spring fever. And it's time to get our resurrections on, isn't it? <laughs> Quite a thing. And everybody's talking about resurrection, aren't they? A lot of buzz around that this time of year, of course. Probably a round stone was not the best idea. <laughs> For that particular endeavor. You can imagine the uh, Roman contractor that they had the conversation with there. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Oh, you need a door, do you? Well, I'll tell you something. The flat sides are going to be extra. I can do it for you. Don't worry. I got the to tools for you out my wagon. Oh, but listen, you want to shave a little money, you can go around. I can have my sons come up here about three hours or so. We'll roll the thing in. Is it less secure? Yes. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, it's still a heavy rock. Am I right? <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, was off my 1976 album. <laughs> what would Jesus do with a pardon from Gerald Ford? <laughs> well, I hope you would have read a Grammy, but instead, here we are in the basement, still going. Ford, I hope you all had a nice weekend. <laughs> I myself took uh, my niece's daughter, baby Pepsi, to the uh, museum. And uh, that's, uh, I just had to give her a break from the ongoing House Hunters International Marathon that she's connected to there with her mother. It's uh, really quite something. I got to give it to her, though. She knows her crown woman. And uh, her first words were, uh, my goodness, this closet is huge. But honey, where are you going to put your stuff? <laughs> you see on every episode of House Shutters. But uh, we'll be giving you some open concept tonight. No, we're excited for the show, so let's get to it. My goodness, we've got a great one, and we have some new folks back here. Andrew Bancroft is here with us, ladies and gentlemen. Good-looking fellow with all the right moves, and you brought a friend. Bring a friend. Hello there. Hello. How are you? Doing well, how are you? I'm doing great now. It's really <laughs> nice to. How are you? <laughs> What's your name? Ashley. Ashley. Perez Flanagan. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Perez Flanagan sounds like a drink you'd have on St. Patrick's Day in Tijuana. That's <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. But do you mind playing me a little sitting down music, something low and slow, like my libido, anytime somebody tries to engage with me about March Madness brackets? <laughs> Thank 
Thank you, Andrew and Ashley back here. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashley, are you a sports fan? Yeah, I was the most improved player on the Warrior basketball camp team. <laughs> it is, it is a wow, isn't it? And uh, then later went on to become the manager of our middle school basketball team. I certainly handled a lot of balls during that. And uh, it's a key, a key role, you understand, a manager. I got to ride on the bus. Wow, impressive. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. You stick around? Yes, of course. Wonderful. That's good. <laughs> you know, success comes so easy to some people, like myself. And it certainly <laughs> has found my first guest, who is one of the great, uh, just uh, blazing hot stand-ups in New York City right now. She's a brilliant writer and a terrific humanitarian. Let's please bring to the stage Naomi Congratulations, first of all, uh, on a terrific end to season two of Broad City. Thank you. Uh, four and three and two and one. That's <laughs> what all the kids sing, and that's a wonderful show that you're uh, you're working on. And I got to thank you for just giving it. You open the season with a terrific snapshot of New York going through the atrocities of the subway. <laughs> you had a sequence there, and you ended on a walk in St. Mark's, just quintessentially New York experiences. Yeah, that's what we try to do, you know? We all just pool together our years of hardship and struggle and functional alcoholism, you know? And we say, <laughs> how can we get it on the big screen, yeah. the medium screen, you know? Well, you capture it on all screens, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, is that a fun job to have? A good, or is it just a job? Oh, it's a fun job to have. Come yeah. on. Yeah, right? Come on. You're going to be back for season three? You know it. Yeah. In two weeks, we're going to get this party started. Really? Oh, well, yeah. that's a fast turnaround for that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. These girls, they don't sleep. You know? No, they're very... Uh... Kind of rambunctious, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> They're frisky. But so much is going right for you, Naomi, and uh, I want to congratulate you, of course. Are you uh, engaged? I am, yes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, guys. That, uh, that I am off the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we're all worried about you. Thank you. And uh, you are, uh, Christine, can we have to light up a little bit? I'm sorry, I'm, uh, I'm feeling like I'm in a, a more romantic situation than I intended to be. But uh, Naomi, uh, you are, you've been engaged for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, two years, you just want to let it marinate. You know, you want to make sure you're in the right place. You want to hope you'll fall into money. You know, and then you get, you realize that's not how life works. No, and as, uh, how was the engagement? Because I know your uh, fiancé, 
uh, yes. Andy. Well, uh, um, I would prefer um, if in all sort of outlets of this y- nature yeah. you refer to him as Jubu. Okay? <laughs> Jubu. Jubu. Jewish boo. Yeah, all right? I, I got you. Thank you. I got you. Thank so Jubu, I know uh, a little bit. And uh, I imagine that the engagement, uh, I don't know if he baked something in a cupcake or something, <laughs> but as I, in my mind, he was just shouting at you and maybe riffing on puns about pop culture from the 90s. How did it go down? Um, you know what, Dale? It was real simple. It was like, hey, come in here. You want to marry me? And I said, yes. Can you imagine? You like a guy that gets to the point, don't you? <laughs> he, said, he said it was burning a hole in his pocket, yep. and he was like, take this ring. And I said, where'd you get it? I spent the first five minutes saying, where'd you get it? What happened? I had no idea. I was like, I know you broke, so where'd you get it? You know what I mean? You thought, I was it, was st- you thought it was stolen? I wondered. I worried. Yep. You know, I did. Uh, yeah. I'm not trying to be an accessory. No, you know? I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's wonderful you locked him down. The Jewish uh, faith is, of course, one we celebrate here on the program. But uh, <laughs> he, he is from, uh, he's from Pennsylvania, a Jewish kid from Pennsylvania. Yes. And uh, I think that's okay in my book. I know a, a couple of fellows out there uh, of the same persuasion. One of them manages the deli counter at Wegmans. So, uh, Wegmans! Yeah. I know what that is now. Yeah, kind of a regional-specific joke for they, our Pennsylvania listeners. But, they have great whitefish salad. They do. Yes, they do. because like I'm becoming a Jewish wife, you know, so I'm learning like what are the best white fish salads. Yeah. I'm learning yeah. when is a bagel stale. I'm learning. Yeah, pretty you, pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, I discovered. Yeah. I just toast them up. You know, I toast up a bagel. It lasts for a solid week. No, the chosen people do not like that. No. They're like two days, throw it out. <laughs> I'll toast that bitch after day five. You know. <laughs> Oh, isn't that amazing how cultures deal with things differently? Uh, (laughs) But who buys the day old, though? You would. I don't buy it a day old. It's that, let's say I buy like a pack of bagels. You're not going to throw it away. One, I'm not going to eat a whole pack of bagels in a day. Right? That's, that's fair. No, I, I think Thank I, you. Yeah. If they did not sell them in six packs like beers, I would perhaps buy fewer bagels. <laughs> this is all solid knowledge, and I'm glad we're getting into it. But uh, <laughs> you're going to get a how? You're going to get a when's the date? Oh, I don't know, Dale. When should it be? <laughs> well, most people like the June. I myself had a fall, and it still uh, ended up in shambles. So I don't know that there's an actual. <laughs> It all ends. It all ends. Just kind of just pick your uh, plot, you know. <laughs> but you're searching for a venue now, I gather. It's yes. an expensive deal. It's, it's hard to find. Woo. Yeah. You know, I feel, you know, all the magazines and the blogs and the Tumblers and the Pinterest pages act like yeah. it's the most magical day of your life. Those girls must all be rich. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you ain't got money, this is a damn production. Yeah. This is like some arts and crafts with an evite, with some origami, with some double-sided tape trying to make magic happen. You know what? Uh, <laughs> sure. 
You know, it's a shame it can't be more like what an interstate travel, where you're, maybe you get, you're on a long trip for a while and you get behind a big uh, rig or something, and you just kind of dr- dr- you take the draft. You kind of you drift along, along with it, and it helps you with the speed and the efficiency. If you could just go in where a wedding is already happening and just kind of follow through on the tail, I bet you'd save a little, little money there. Save a little dough. Yeah. Yeah, be like, Who knows? oh, don't pack up those leftovers. We got it. Is that the way? That's right. But now, Naomi, you, uh, of course, we met in your hallway, That yes. which, uh, which incidentally is often the way you can tell that's my misconnections ad on Craigslist. <laughs> you, beautiful lady, me in hallway. But um, it was great to see you. You live up in Harlem. I do. And you, uh, you grew up there, too? Yeah, born and raised. But then went to school in the Upper East Side. Oh, it happens, you know. Yeah. It happens when you're trying to get a real education. <laughs> That's right. Your mom says, why are these teachers making you grade the tests? Yep. I'm going to get you in one of those fancy schools. You'll be real smart, but you'll hate yourself. <laughs> you know? It's like the trade-off. It's the trade-off. Seems, seems like it worked out well. I, uh, it was an easy transition to from Harlem to Upper East Side? Seems Absolutely pretty... not. I grew up in a pre-gentrified Harlem. Oh, okay. You know, Harlem now, it wouldn't make much of a difference. Yeah. But, you know, back in my day, whoo, whoo. Do you know my first day of school, someone came up to me and said, I know how to rap. And then proceeded <laughs> to recite the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song. Apropos of nothing. That is a good Like, literally, I'm standing rap. there new and brown and confused. Uh, yeah. She was like, I know how to rap in West Philadelphia. I was like, congratulations. Yeah. You know? One of our great rap songs, though. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It's in the canon. I know. He really, he really was a cross-cultural phenomenon. He brought people together. Yeah. You know? He was the black male Selena. <laughs> original Selena, not Gomez. I'll, I'll just to clarify. I'll take it. No, yes, original Selena. I only talk in original <laughs> Selena terms. <laughs> I, my first job was up there on the Upper East Side. I was uh, I washed the tasting spoons at Hale and Hardy up there at 64th and Lakes. Was that a full-time job? It, it was a full-time job. You see the people there, they take taste of everything. <laughs> Corn chowder was my chowder, though. <laughs> solid one for any day. Cold, warm weather, doesn't matter. Have a corn chowder. Even in a war- in warm weather. Even in warm weather. Oh yeah, Ooh. I love it. That's what they say. If you have the hot things when it's warm, you know. Who says that? I think people that travel abroad. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, I- I'll try that. You should, yeah, definitely. Let yeah. me know. Yeah. Post it somewhere. And uh, how 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 early were you into comedy? Um. I started doing comedy in college. I did improv. That was like my first time I even knew, oh, I could actually do it. Of course, I knew it existed and I saw people, but I thought there was some sort of secret society that yep. like, had to usher you in in order for you to do it. And then you get to college and you realize any old butthole can do it. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's try this game. And so it was through improv that I got into stand-up. You know, and that's that's really where the magic happened for me emotionally. Okay, sure. I'm not talking about cash and prizes. I'm talking about my soul. Telling your truths. Telling your truths. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, for a while, 
Um, I had a blog, and my moniker was Sojourner, You Can't Handle the Truth. And I really feel like that's what I latched on to in my stand-up. You get it, Dale. I get it. I sure get it. Oh, my God. I've been to a lot of Black History Month events, yeah. so I get that's it. That's great. Who's your so. favorite abolitionist? Oh, that's a good question. I'm a big uh, Tubman fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. HT, I mean, how, HT. Can you, how can you not be? Yeah, yeah. You know, she's got all the moves. Yeah. <laughs> Douglas for the hair. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Ex- Loving that deep side part. Yeah, you know that side Thank part you. on Frederick. I met Frederick you Douglass. See why? See why? <laughs> oh, yes, him too. <laughs> he had a deep side part. If you look so, at his autobiography, always a deep side yes, part. Yes, no, yes, uh, he definitely inspires me to this day. Now, uh, you uh, are you sorry that Starbucks ended the conversation on race? By the way. Oh, no, I praise black Jesus. I thank him. I thank him it's over. That was real awkward. I don't know. Between the great literature on Chipotle bags Mm. and that, I felt like I was really getting somewhere. Right. Getting somewhere on your own personal journey of discovery. That's right. You could maybe make an MFA not worth it, you know. Go that path, but now were you really up for something at SNL? Was that you, there was a lot of like uh, chatter about that? There was so much. It was very like America's Next Top Black Girl. Yeah. you know what I mean when that was all going down. <laughs> yes, my name was on a couple of internet lists. Yeah, you know, but I didn't get a call. That wouldn't have been for me, Dale. No, I, I don't like pressure of that sort. I cannot do impressions, <laughs> and I don't want. I'm, I don't want to be the first black anything. Too much pressure, too much work, so little Rock Nine, you know? I do know. I've, I will never be the first black anything myself. I, and that's what makes your life so easy. Well, it's not without its hassle. <laughs> I get into it sometimes, you can imagine. Yeah, I bet you mix it up, Dale. At the Metropolitan Museum, they ask you, it's a suggested donation. Well, it's free. <laughs> but then you have to have an interaction with the person and then you end up paying $25 that's what I'll pay because I don't want to have conflict in my life so I'll just pay it but really that's a free institution people should just be walking in and out of there I agree so yeah my, I'm not saying that's equal to the struggle <laughs> But I'm glad that things turned out the way that they did for you, and I'm, I'm you. thrilled for all of your success. You have something coming up? What's coming up? Well, the third Tuesday of every month, Jubu and I host In Stereo. Yes, it's something you host with your uh, fiancé, yes. soon to be husband. Yes, we have duos, two comedians who are friends, siblings, married, in a relationship, exes. That's fun. Do a set together. That's yeah. the third Tuesday of every month at Hi-Fi Bar. Right here in Manhattan. That's terrific. I used to perform with my wife. <laughs> what, what, what happened? That didn't go well. <laughs> but I'm glad you're still optimistic, and I'm glad that you uh, were here uh, for this, Naomi. It's a pleasure to meet you and talk with you. So Naomi Ekperigan, ladies and gentlemen. Then you can just uh, sl- slide down as far as you want. You can stay close. Oh, way good for you. All right, well, my next uh, guest, let's bring him up here. This is so exciting. He's a talented uh, writer and comedian and a thinker of things. He's uh, formerly involved with AdultSwim.com and formerly involved in The Onion. And he's got a new book that we're going to talk about. He's my current guest, Joe Randazzo, ladies and gentlemen. Joe. <laughs> 
what it's all about, isn't it, in this racket? Well, listen, uh, Joe, you are the kind of strapping young fella that could only be produced in the great state of New Hampshire. Huh? So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That living free. Thank I'm you. certainly trying to be free and live free and yeah. uh, do things of that nature. Uh, 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 congratulations are in order to you because, as I understand it, in a few days you'll be celebrating a birthday. Yes, I will. Wow. Yeah, yeah I will. <laughs> Yeah, March. <laughs> That's true. March 28th. That's my birthday. March How did you know that? March 28th. Yeah. Coming up. Coming you'll be up. 36. 37. 37. Yeah. You think? Yes, 37. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sometimes it's tough on those. But I remember <laughs> I remember 37 well. Yeah. <laughs> you have a great year ahead of you. I was renting a flat in Providence, Rhode Island. And... Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Auditing classes at Johnson and Wales, <laughs> and uh, dating a very buxom painter, yeah. uh, and she would paint these marvelous uh, watercolors of cats and pizza, and, and you know all different kinds. Sometimes ordering it, sometimes delivering it. And uh, she would do this thing that was just a sweet thing, as people do probably these two do it, and I don't know what your situation is, Joe, but she would paint. Little secret thing, little parts of my body into it, like the great Al Hirschfeld would do with his daughter Nina. And you'd have to, oh, there's Nina three times. But uh, it turns out a lot of my body uh, is, resembles piles of scattered cheese. Oh, wow. So it was wonderful to be there. What happened with her? What happened College did not work out. Yeah. Did not work out with her. But Joe, how are things going with you? Things are going pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh, my. My wife. I have uh, a wife. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Good. And uh, her birthday is May nineteenth. No. Oh, we'll celebrate that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I have two sons as well, and they they currently live up in Connecticut, almost in Massachusetts. Yeah. We're still married, and I'm still their father, but I'm working. <laughs> I'm working here during the week. Oh. So it's a little bit of a grind. Yeah. To do that. And I what miss, do you take a I take a train? Uh, sometimes I take the train, sometimes I drive. I have a, uh, I have a 1999 Honda Accord that just passed 250,000 miles on my last, thank that's you. Great. No, that's the, uh, the check engine light went on and I said, I bet I hit 250, yeah. but the dashboard doesn't actually light up, so I had to wait till I got to the next rest stop, and then I checked them, yeah. Just Did you see it turn? That's always no, I didn't get to because oh, it's dark. Too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. You so wish just... they had dashboard cameras or something. Yeah, something so I could capture. Relive that. that kind of excitement for you. Yeah. And uh, you have something planned? I meant to ask you have something planned for your birthday? Is it going to be a big celebration? No, I don't think so. I, I, I don't. I don't like to celebrate too too much. You know? No, sure. Keep it on the down low. Yeah, just a nice quiet. Some you know thing. Yeah, have a steak and a drink by yourself. Someplace. Yeah, if possible. Yeah, I know what it's. I, I know, man. Uh, and uh, uh, you have a great. Were you well liked as a child, Joe? No, I wasn't. Um, I lied a lot. Yeah. I was a big liar. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my friends, mo most of my still close friends, are friends that I had growing up in the Great Granite State. Yeah. That you referred to earlier. Uh, so they're friends that I've had since second, third, fourth, and fifth grade, and every summer we get together, and we just reminisce. 
About the, so, about the lies. About the, yeah. <laughs> about, about all the, the things lies. that didn't happen. Yeah, it's mostly a chance for them to call me out on all my lies, year after year. <laughs> and do you have a favorite birthday gift that you've ever gotten? So hard, there have been so many of them. Well, one, well, this is not technically, it's not my birthday, but Jesus. We've birthday. already established that you're a liar. It could be anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, one Christmas, my grandmother, uh, I, think her, I think her birthday's in June, but this was Christmas, gave us all placemats. Yeah. So each of the grandkids got one placemat for Christmas. So you and that was memorable. I mean, I don't remember. I know I got other better gifts, but I don't remember them. But that so you have to uh, to enjoy that gift and probably a meal. You have to assemble Voltron like uh, each bringing your <laughs> yeah. own placemat. Each placemat had its own power. One one yeah. could deflect liquids. Yeah. One was easy to brush off crumbs. The other one washed easily. Yeah. And then we all came together for, for one meal, yeah, one time. But then there was the fire, so. Oh, the fire, it burned down, everything Yeah, burned. I don't want to talk about it. No that. problem, we'll go over it. Uh, I was once enrolled in a sock of the month club. Yeah. A little underwhelming, same, yeah. same kind of deal. How long did that, how long does that last? How long does the membership last? Uh, four or five years. Oh. <laughs> it just kept getting, getting more underwhelming as it went on. Went along. Do you was it was it set up like Columbia House or something? You remember those? When yes, you would I do. Pay a penny and you would get thirty CDs, and then you would and then you're supposed to buy a CD every month for the rest of your life, but you never would, and nobody could do anything about it legally. Yeah. Company went bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, they went bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's how I got my Billy Joel CDs. Oh, really? Yeah. And crash test dummies. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had that. I had that CD as well. There were other good songs on there yeah, too. I thought they could make it. Too. Yeah, yeah. A distinct voice. Certainly, he'd did. probably be in the top twelve of American Idol. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It depends. Yeah, we'll never know, I guess. <laughs> now you have a great uh, 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 book that we yes, should talk about. But first, great. I want to thank you for something because, of course, you spoke out very eloquently after the Charlie Hebdo. Uh, Stuff that mm-hmm. happened, the tragedy, there, not stuff, the tragedy. And uh, that was beautiful. But I want to thank you for the meaningful uh, stuff that you wrote about uh, the, the original host of The Daily Show, Craig Kilborn. Yeah, yeah. My goodness, that was moving stuff, man. Thank you, yeah. A real tribute to, to Craig. Yeah, he was tall, was what I mainly focused on. That was tall. it, wasn't it? Yeah. That was the main thing. His main appeal. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, I hope every. I feel like people are excited about it, and we'll go check that. <laughs> well, check, I, I let's check the links. We'll I embed it. Write, you're going to embed it. I'm going to embed the link. I sometimes write uh, a, col- a column or two for the Daily Beast, and they wanted me to write something when John Stewart announced that he was going to announce that he was going to retire. Yes. <clears throat> and so I wrote it about Craig Kilborn, imagining if you guys can. Bear with me for a moment that he had been the host for the entire run of the Daily Show. (laughs) What would have happened? And I asked the editor, like, is this too mean? He's like, no. But then everybody who read it thought it was too mean. Because it's like, Craig Kilborn, like, why do you need to, he's not, there's nothing going on with him. Why do you need to bash him? Yeah. But it was meant to be a reflection, an indirect reflection on how much Jon Stewart has influenced Absolutely. If you read it carefully, you saw that. That would have been there had Craig Kilborn done it instead. I 
I was on. I was there with you. I didn't find it mean. I got the got the uh, commentary you. that you were doing, and it was brilliant. We'll and then now you've uh, and now you you keep writing, which is great. I think yeah. don't ever stop. Uh, <laughs> but you, you have this book out that it's that, uh, this is the first time I didn't get a chance to read. You were going to send me a copy, but then you showed up with it, and so I didn't I didn't get a chance to read. But you got some heavy hitters in here. Oh yeah, it's called Funny on Purpose, <coughs> and uh, you got John John Hodgman in there. Oh yes, the Ghost of Joan Rivers, uh, yep. Judd Apatow. Uh-huh. Uh, so what is this book about? It's a how-to book. Yeah, it's sort of a how-to. <coughs> Sorry about this. I hope this isn't going to show up on the podcast. No, it won't show. My throat. Um, It's kind of a how-to sort of going through various, uh, you know, you were talking about how you got into comedy and how you sort of like took that step to say, well, why don't I at least try improv? And that's something that I've found too, is that like everybody can be good at improv. Everybody can be good at stand-up, but it takes a certain kind of uh, dedication and focus and you have to think about how you're presenting your comedy and how you're channeling it. Which is something that I think you do really well that a lot of young people could, could look up to. That's certainly what I hope. And, you know, it is kind of a template and a guide. And my, my plan, which uh, I have talked about a lot on this program and through many of the youth seminars that I do around the country. <laughs> but my plan, of course, was always uh, meet a lady in the desert, start a little act together, sing some lousy clubs in San Francisco, argue about having children, get a divorce, move to Los Angeles, start catering. <laughs> take classes at UCB and then start a podcast in a former public bathhouse along a super fun site and look how it got me yeah. look at it that's success ladies and gentlemen so I'm sorry maybe the next uh, version of this you can well that's that actually in. the same thing that Jack Handy did and he's one of the guys I interviewed here. he's yeah. great that was too. his same exact rap yeah. it's very common I'm sure <laughs> yeah. more, a lot more common than you would, than you would think yeah and uh, it really will be a, a great uh, uh, benefit to young people hope so. Old, old people probably not, not so much. They're it depends how much they've got left, but if they feel like they want a little bit of an insight into... Now, their moment has passed. That's just get on just a scooter and just live out the day. Enjoy a sunset. You know, have a cheese sandwich not, or something. Why not look at the sunset while reading an interview with Joan Rivers and reflect on their own mortality? Well, maybe, maybe some people will do that. I look, I hope you sell books, don't get me wrong. And uh, now you were, uh, you left all this stuff behind. Thing X was something you were involved in, and Adult yes. Swim was something you were involved yeah. in. The Onion. Yes. Just cast it aside. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> None of it was good enough for me. <laughs> oh, there's, always, there's always the idea that there can maybe be something better. Yeah. So rather than see if that's possible, I'd rather just take myself out of life altogether. <laughs> <laughs> because the risk yeah. of failure is too high. Sure. You know, listen. I feel it. <laughs> but you have some. You're going to do some uh, events for the book. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, I think yes. I think we'll do. I think we'll do some shows. It sells itself. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do some Go shows door door, with some like of that. the some of the people like uh, who have I've interviewed uh, Tim and Eric in here and, and Paul F. Tompkins and Weird Al. I'm going to try to do a few different shows with some of the people who are in the book. Yeah, that'd but, be great. But not do readings or anything like that because I don't think, no. and I don't know if you've ever done a book reading, but I don't think there's anything more depressing <laughs> than a book reading. Even the best book reading 
is one of the worst yeah. things that you can do as a group of people. Snooze, snooze, <laughs> big snooze fest. Yeah, snooze. But fest. we may do a um, like a, a Google Hangout reading or something. Well, like now that. you've got my attention. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to be with people. You know, that's wonderful. You don't have to hang out by the cookie plate. Well, you can it just always sit works down. exactly as you expect it to. <laughs> yep, Everybody's <laughs> technologically at the same level. That's wonderful. Well, we'll also embed the link to that Google Hangout in this uh, episode. That'll be wonderful. Where are these things all being embedded? They, just don't, just, they just, just will be. Just have confidence that these things will be embedded somewhere. Okay. <laughs> a lot of and when does this come out? May 19th. May 19th. Which, does anybody remember what May 19th is? My wife's birthday. My wife's birthday. There you go. There you go. That was nice how you brought it back to that. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a very special celebration when you show up with your own thing on her birthday. (laughs) Very very thoughtful. It's paying for all her hats. (laughs) Lady can't get enough hats. I understand. Well, thank you, Joe, for being here. Dale, Joe Randazzo, you. everybody. Thank you very much. Joe, stick around. Now, uh, our next uh, guest is also a wonderful uh, stand-up and a terrific actor and uh, a great father. Let's bring up Nori Davis. Nori, are you here? <laughs> How are you? Hey, Dale, I'm all right, man. Good. I'm good. I'm here. I'm chilling. Good. Well, you got this fatherhood thing down, don't you? Oh, man, I have it down. That's my, uh, yeah, that's my Clark Kent job. Yeah, dealing, <laughs> dealing with that. And yeah. uh, uh, she is, is a girl, am I right? Yes. Yeah, yes. and she's excited about the Easter Bunny coming? Uh, I don't even think she knows what that is yet. No. She's, she's two, so, <laughs> so I'm probably just like, let's die eggs, and she's like, oh, okay. And, uh, just go along it. with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, her, Layla, her name's Layla. Layla, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful name. And, uh, of course, uh, my niece's daughter, Pepsi. She's very frightened. Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi is her name. Two E's. No. Three, three E's all the way through. But uh, she, uh, she uh, very, very frightened and not into Santa Claus. Really? That's uh, yeah, someone she could care name. less less about. Yeah, it's not a fan of that big. No, sneaking in at night, always lurking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is not not a fan. No, of him. I li- that's why I love the loyalty of toddlers. They uh, they don't they don't they don't mess with nobody else that they don't know. That loyalty is beautiful. It's like if you're not daddy or mommy, Forget I mess it. with you. That's right. I don't want nothing to do with you. That's, that's going to serve them well. Yeah, that's though, right. Yeah, it is, man. That's the kind of loyalty you want, like with a wife or a husband, right? Just like, look, man, you ain't my husband or my wife. I, I don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> I, I get that. Uh, what you're saying is, if we could marry toddlers, <laughs> not at all. Things would be okay. Not at all. Catch your drift. <laughs> now, uh, you were just, uh, you were not so just, but you were recently at the Just for Laughs Festival. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you have a good time up there in Montreal? Yeah, man. It was the Six Flags of Comedy up there. Man. Yeah. Yeah, they have right. Yeah, Six Flags of Great Adventures. No, well, all the shows are rides. Yeah. Every, I get you. Like the Burrs and the. What, uh, who, uh, Bill Burr, not, I'm not going, the things that stick I'm going blank on like all the famous comics I saw that like I'm a big fan of. I'm just yeah. like, eh. 
start, like I was just starstruck. Like it's it's hard to feel like you're the funniest person when the whole Brooklyn Nine-Nine's in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, All right. Why am I here? And you're like, okay, I'm doing my own little kitty ride over here, the new faces. Yeah. <laughs> but, which is which is dope. It was good. So I had a good time. Yeah. And you had a good set. Good. Uh, t- how many shows do you do when you go up there? Uh, you do about four. Yeah, that's enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Don't, don't want to overdo it with the Canadians. No, <laughs> certainly. All right, kid, we saw your same act. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Canadians can be brutal. Uh, <laughs> but now, uh, uh, you, you uh, uh, by the way, do you have, do, when you're putting a show together like that, do you have a kind of writing routine? Uh, yes. You just structure a set very rough, and then you just be consistent with it, and yep. then you know where the laughs are at, then you just hammer it out for every audience, and then boom, just, so now you know, now you have your set, yeah. And do you have a song or anything that you find particularly gets you in the mood for writing, or some kind of album, uh, other than your own comedy album, oh, I assume? Yeah, Nas. Nas, uh, Illmatic. Nas. yeah, that's a yep. great album, man. That's first a good album, one. First yep. LP, man. I recently rediscovered the theme from Pink Panther. And I'll tell you, that's a, that's just a song that you. I, I put it on in my headphones as I'm descending into the subway, and, you're like, and it's uh, like everything just fits together. That's you know, that's great. <laughs> you glide through the person there down the stairs. Yep. The door opens up. You get on, yep. wrap yourself around the. I feel like pole. the hardest black man when I listen to Nas. Man, I'm just walking down the subway. People get out of my way, and the, the dancers start dancing for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no reason. Like, yeah, go ahead, brother. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I flip a dollar into their hat. Yeah. <laughs> it's pre-folded. Yeah. Well, Pink Panther is my nod. That's I love it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's art. Was he a, was the cartoon version? Was that uh, was he a villain? Was he a good guy, Robin Hood type character? I could never Pink figure Panther? it out. Yeah. I thought he was like a. Well, sometimes he was a spy or. What is he a Bengal? A, ba- a Bengal? What kind of cat was he? Thought he was a panther. Oh, panther! <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. It was a panther. I don't know. But good, good thing I'd have to check Wikipedia on that. It's in the name. Yeah. I thought that was just his name. It was a panther. That'd be a neat trick, wouldn't it? Yeah. He just, well, you know, he could have colored his spots pink. Sure. If you think about it, that is a brilliant thing for a spy to do. I love you, Dad. You're like, I'm going with this brother. Like, yeah. That's what's up. Oh, that's really wonderful. Me, like, you're the worst. Are you stupid? You're like, hey, yeah. I'm love with you, you man. Nice. Yeah. You're passionate about insulation. Is what that big oh, old man. spy was. Got yeah. the market on live of yeah. insulation. Now, you grew up in Yonkers, so I assume you're a big Neil Simon fan. <laughs> you're watching Mercedes Rule and Richard Dreyfus thinking, that's yeah, me. That's me. You got it, man. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> D- different different the, worlds. The dude, yeah. I think he was on SNL once. <laughs> yeah, I Neil think so. Neil Simon, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. He's right. from Yonkers? He dropped it. He wrote a wrote a, a play and it was a movie, Lost in Yonkers. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, I know yeah. Lost in Yonkers. Yeah. I just know DMX, Marriage J. Blige. That lots. You're familiar. You're from Yonkers. The remake. The yeah, remake the, the remake. Of, yeah, the yeah. remake of that play. Lost it's called Where Are My Dogs At? And, uh, off, 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 off Broadway. I hope that's the case. At the riverfront. And now you were uh, passionate, as I understand it, about uh, street racing. Oh man. 
Yeah. 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 That's what happened in Yonkers, man. Yeah. Now, I would, at some point, I was... 20 miles from Grasp, man. That's, that's great. Oh, thanks. Yeah. My, mine reached like 120, and then I put a new engine in, so it was like 50. And, uh-huh. But then crashed it. Street racing. So, it can be uh, dangerous, can't it? Oh, yeah, very, very. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad I got out of it, and then that's what got me into stand up. You know? Oh, really? The crash was the thing? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Would you still go back to uh, uh, buying cars? Yeah, yeah. You had a little extra about money. One. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About one. It's pretty fast, yeah. but I don't, you know, I, I chill out. I, don't I got an 89 Chrysler LeBaron. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Metal to the metal, man. Christ. I get that what thing up about 55, 60. What year is it? 89. Oh, yeah. You, you'll hurt somebody in that. I, you get an accident like they will. Oh. You got One time I got those little things for the air pressure knobs on the tire, the eight balls. Really, really dressed it up. Smooth. Yeah. Smooth. Yeah. That's smooth. And, and not, not long ago I was out there. We were thinking, well, maybe the you know, podcast is going so well. Maybe we should buy a house. And we went up there to some of those... <laughs> Some of those places up there along the Hudson, beautiful oh, Hastings on Hudson and Croton and uh, whatever else is up there, Scarsdale, Hartsdale, and we give we, we tell the, we tell the real estate agent our budget. They said, "Oh, have you thought about Yonkers?" <laughs> yeah, without fail, that's always. I, know, I almost I'm, went there. I'm there because my parents made me there. So uh, if it wasn't for that, I'd be right in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> really, that would have been yeah. your choice. That would have been it. Yeah, that, that's for a private I can afford. Yeah, well, Yonkers is all right. It's all right. It's, it's all right. It's only thirty minutes away. And uh, the comedy album that you have is Home Game. Yes, yeah, Home Game. Yep, and on that's, iTunes. That's on iTunes and other places as well. Yeah, Spotify. If you don't want to pay, all which the greats. I still all get those hits. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I have like hard copies, and it's and I'm selling them after the show. But I think it's just for me to sign. And people like sign it because they're like, I don't, I don't have a CD player, but. <laughs> I'll support. Sure, absolutely. You got a Sharpie. Apple made all their iBooks with no CD thing, no CD slot, no more. Yeah. I think one one guy told me, he said, hey, I had to buy a CD player to play your album. Well, that's good. You could have just emailed me. I would have just sent it to you digitally. (laughs) (laughs) So we spent like another $30 just to listen to my album. Kind of tough. Some people just aren't very bright, are they? (laughs) (laughs) Some people got some. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's too bad. But, um, <laughs> and you think you'll do some more acting and that? You were on Boardwalk Empire, that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, always. Yeah. It's just that audition process. Yeah, you'll see I what happens it. with it. You don't it. like yeah. the audition process. I uh, mean, I mean you know, just, it's, I always get nerve-wracking, man. Like, I stand up, I can control, but yeah. with the acting, I can't control that. You know, that's their project and they pick who's right for it. Yeah. I mean, if they hire me, I'll just be like, look, I'm telling you, I'll do a great job. Just hire me. <laughs> we, can, we can skip the middle, man. Just, just hire me. <laughs> but it don't work like that. So, no. so yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, always, I'm out there auditioning and just concentrating more on stand up and, uh, and pushing the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got some stuff coming up? Coming up, uh, yeah, just some more stand-up shows. You've been doing some big rooms around the... Yeah, around headlining now. Tours. I'll be in San Francisco. Huh? What happened? Oh, I thought, I thought that was a cough, like, you're doing this show. It sounded like there was it a message. It sounded like, right? Yeah, yeah it, it sounded like it was a message. And she was yeah. like, no, I don't know you. So, yeah. Sorry. Like, okay. Just a sneeze. Uh, yeah, I'll be in San Francisco doing <laughs> Just a sneeze. Yeah. Uh, and a snort. Right. Awesome. Uh, July... July 22nd, I'll be in Doc Labs in San Francisco. Right. And That's then I'll be in place. LA the week after. 
doing stand-up Scottsdale in Arizona, but I'll be in L.A. doing melt- Meltdown. So, Great. Well, we'll put all the links in, as you know. Nice. Put them on. Nori, I'm so glad you were here. Thank, Thank you. you. You're still buddy. here. Appreciate Nori it. Davis, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Here, let me shake your hand. Have a seat. Okay. Let's keep it going. Uh, hold on to your privates, everybody. Uh, those of you who weren't already. No, now, uh, I'm excited to bring up uh, our, our uh, final guest here. She's a scene sensation, and she's got the old show there. The, the Rock Bottom was at Joe's Pub, and maybe you've seen her on Sex in the City, Inside Amy Schumer. Please welcome Bridget Everett. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you're crazy. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and you might be a little crazy too. Maybe. We'll I'm see. But I like where this is going. Yeah. Bridget! <laughs> yeah. Hi, Dale. The pride of Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Me and beef and wheat. <laughs> <laughs> Me, beef, and wheat is always yeah. a great trio. Uh, I'm so happy to have you here, of course. And, uh, you are just doing so many great things. It's really kind of a moment uh, for you, isn't it? Just waiting for it to pass. <laughs> Nothing lasts forever. Um, no, things have been going all right, you know. It's going okay. Yeah, things have been going okay. Now, I, I want to apologize because I understand that your parents would throw some pretty wild singing parties and have a little bit of scotch now and then and the, uh, yeah. the whiskey. And the smell of, of scotch may make you a little queasy. To this day, and I just reek of the stuff. So <laughs> I'm saying that if this goes well, I'm willing to make some changes. <laughs> All right, good. I think we're getting life. somewhere. Good, good. good. You had just had a show this week, is that true? I did, I think. I had a couple shows this week. A couple yeah. shows, and they're going well. Yeah, yeah. I did one at Joe's Pub, and I was in Dallas and some other towns. Round. A big tour. St. Louis, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri. That was depressing. And uh, <laughs> Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. But you had, how were the crowds? Well, um, they really came out in force in Columbia, Missouri. I found out that's really my town. Really? Um, yeah. They said, yeah, we're going to have a happy have hour and we're just not going to kick anybody out. So <laughs> I don't know if you've ever um, performed in a room where there's drunk people, you know, old people that have been drinking since noon and that kind of thing, and they have a lot of feedback. Um, yes. A lot of feedback. Yeah. Well, I've, I've done some of those junior new century women's clubs. Same thing. So yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> a lot of church basements get a little wild. Oh yeah, that. but uh, Bridget, of course, I want to I want to thank you, and uh, because I think there's a certain um, what is the quality? Uh, it's uh, and we can talk about it a little bit, but a little fearlessness that you bring, and I feel like you're a great release valve. A lot of us have things that are just pent up inside of us. 
but uh, you and your shows and Amy Schumer and I think Broad City as well, they represent a kind of, you know, here we are. We're all going, we're in our little underground tubes in our puffy jackets and we're all black and we're trying to go to our job and with miserable people and then maybe we have a second job to pay for a substandard apartment above a frozen yogurt place. No, you know, and but then so we don't have this show, but we see you and yeah. perform it's ha ah, yeah. here we go. This is what I wanna be doing. I wanna have stuff slipping out. And, That's and it's, it's a great service that you're uh, tapping into here. Oh, thank and, you. And you represent a kind of uh, energy and a little you're like our spirit animals. Oh that's nice, thank Just you. Just going out there. Well are you, if by spirit animals you're referring to my tits, then yes. I mean I feel like yes, I'm sorry, was that not clear? <laughs> I mean, for me, the point is, and like, you know, I'm, I, that's a really nice thing that you're saying, um, but to me, it's like, they're just tits, it's just, um, you know, it's just, it's just a body, it's just like, I just have a, tits. you know, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like, um, Understatement and, of I'm us- and I'm usually, you know, I usually, you know, I keep uh, two bottles of Chardonnay in case you knock one down. You always want to have, um, you want to stay fueled up, you know? Go in your book, Joe. Um, so I definitely, like, tonight's a DND and a designated not drinking night, so I'm not drinking tonight. But normally I would just have my shirt off and sitting on your lap and whatever. But, um, but this is radio, so, you know, what's the point? So. But yeah, I like, to, I like to, you know, I'd really like people to just, you know, fucking feel it and, like, live in the moment. And that's a. Uh, that's my goal. And was that instilled, that sense of fearlessness and that, that uh, sense that you're talking about, was that instilled in you in a young age? Are you going back to the scotch? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, was that where it happened for you? Where um, you felt that? Did you, I mean, because when was the move to New York? Um, I don't Were know. you that way before New York, or did you get to New York and then I happened? got to New York and I got like this. I, well, not really. Like, I, wanna, I was living in Arizona, and I was just... Like going to karaoke bars, and that was like the only singing I was doing. And I would fucking go like, "Can you cuss? I'm sorry." Um, I would just go ape shit. You can, you can. Okay, you cuss. I just go wild, like, and I just hop on top of bars and like rip my shirt off, rip other people's shirt off, and this is just like you know, in in, in Scottsdale, you know. <laughs> So I just, um, yeah. But when I was little, like I'm the youngest of six kids, and everybody's really funny, and everybody was always, you know. Drunk, there was a lot of cutty sark and scotch and things. And um, but my mom really like my dad is like razor sharp, like witty, funny. Well, he's dead now, but so he's not that way anymore. But he was when he was alive and stuff. And then my mom um, was just like funny and didn't know it, but she'd walk around like naked all the time. So I guess that's where I got like okay, okay. about being naked. And yeah. I'm a swimmer. I grew up in locker rooms, so just. You put the liquor and the and the memories and the tits and and I just you know I just wanted to be somewhere I could drink and talk and so I've made a career out of cabaret and such. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And that that it's great. And that career uh, has led you to now you're hanging out with Amy Schumer down there in New Orleans. That's and right. Having a great time. Of yeah. Things. I don't know where you go. I went to a haunted hotel there and had a couple of Sazeracs. Oh, yeah, Sazeracs. Uh, yeah. I hope that you've been to that place. <laughs> get into some trouble there. Yeah. And then from that, that to uh, being at Carnegie Hall with Patti LuPone. Yeah. That's got to be a great uh, honor. Yeah, you know, it's funny because like six months before that, I was like, you know what, I'm never going to play Carnegie Hall. And then like it just happened. And with Patti LuPone, no less, you know, she was Absolutely. like, she and my friend Scott, who directed her shows and who's directed me before, he directed Rock Bottom and such, and he said, um, he said, hey, Patty and I were wondering, like, would you be cool with, like, um, 
singing a song at Carnegie Hall. And I'm, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a Chase Bank depositing a $120 check. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, what's on? Yeah, sure. Just let me know one so I can make sure I'm available. <laughs> and then I got to go back again and do a song, like my own song. I opened up for Pat Oswald, and he wrote me this like really nice email. He's like, I don't know if you want to do like people are so nice. I'm like, I'm, I'm walking around with a soft stool in my pants right now because I'm so freaked out. <laughs> you know so, it's, yeah, but you know, then I got a lot of I got a lot of air in the calendar coming up, so we'll see what happens. But. Well, there's probably nothing like playing Carnegie Hall. There's no room like that in town. No, I mean, I would say that's pretty much the tippy top. But I'd, I'd be like, I'd be like, definitely cool with like Madison Square Garden or something. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this place. And this place, yeah. Well, these are the moments, you know. Compares. There's a line in the climb, Favorite Miley Cyrus' big hit song, you know, these are the moments that I'm going to remember most yet, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I do. You're are making you? a lot of memories for me. <laughs> um, and uh, you, of course, you're, you're friends with a lot of the, we have a lot of mutual friends in common, yes. too. And, uh, of course, Murray Hill and Neil Medlin mm-hmm. and the sweet little Molly Pope. And yeah. uh, do you all play on the uh, softball team together? <laughs> Uh, Molly not, not, play. not Molly. No, no, no. Too fragile. She, too fragile. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, me and uh, Murray Hill and Neil Medlin, aka Champagne Jerry, and we also have an offshoot uh, called Catch Club. And we go to McCarran Park. We're gonna. Well, I don't want to tell anybody because I don't want you to see what, how humiliating. <laughs> so we do. We play catch and do drills in the park in the middle of the day. It's no big deal. <laughs> and Murray is a real taskmaster. Brings a whistle and really cracks a whip. And I said. You know, Mary, we just we're just getting back into it this time, so you know, let's let's just play catching. We just you know talk about showbiz. It's nice to see yeah. people in the light of day, and that's Absolutely. something that you know I would not normally do if I did not have softball. Yeah, and you have custom outfits for that kind of thing, kind of spangly, loose fitting, blousy. <laughs> I save those for the stage, but we we definitely uh, we like to get uh, dressed up. We have um yeah we have some stuff. Good. We have little wristbands and socks and. Our softball team is called Team Pressure. It's a, our equipment manager is um, Adam from the BC Boys. Yeah. <laughs> I was I saw last night he's in a new um, major motion picture um, and he was really good in it. I didn't. That's not a patient. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> he was really great. It's a it's a Noah Baumbach. You know, it's a, it's a lot of. It's nice. We wish him well. I wish him well. You know, he needs he needs something. And he know? plays with you. He's in your band, right? He plays the bass. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. terrific. And uh, now I was concerned for you because there was reports here that the uh, California wine had a lot of arsenic in it, and I know you drink a lot of Chardonnay. Are you, are you uh, concerned about that? <laughs> I have my nose to the ground. I've been, I'm, 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 you know, there's like certain, like, you do you turn a blind eye? No, you just... Yeah, you don't want it to be real. You, you don't want it to be real, but yeah. then you just got to research what you can drink, like what Chardonnays are okay. That's right. And That's um, right. there, it turns out there's a number of them, and so I'm, I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking you should have your own brand, your I own would bottle, like that. I mean, and maybe you could have a little wrapper that just kind of 
falls off when music That's a great plays. idea. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Just slide. I don't know how it happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It'll be like, yeah, that's so nice. And then you could even like, maybe you could put just like a little, it could like slope it into like a long, like because I call my mom, we call her mom beaver tails because she has like these long little tits. And like, so it could have like a little, like a little nozzle at the bottom. Yeah. And you could just... Oh. At the little, at the thing falls on, you can, wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. Like on the old canteen kind of a thing. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 That'd be nice. That's handy to have that. And uh, you, <laughs> now we're, we're actually, Andrew uh, and myself, we're going to be doing a show at your, your house, basically, at Joe's Pub. Oh, great. So you have any tips for being over there? Yeah. I mean, I recommend uh, having happy hour in the dressing room. And um, <laughs> I think that's all it takes. Well, one of the things that I really do admire about you when I see the performances and things is a kind of uh, effortlessness that you bring to performance. And it only comes with that real uh, command uh, of your sense of self. And uh, you really know your body and your instrument. And many people have seen your instrument. Uh, maybe <laughs> surprise. <laughs> you know, which I imagine is, involves a lot of more grooming than I would do. But it's, uh, uh, it really is something to watch you. And you just you interact with the audience or the tech people a lot. Like, get it up higher. What, yeah. Whatever it is. You really just, it's just seamless. And you feel very... Uh, generous of spirit up there on stage it's a real oh, joy thanks. well I think it's like um, it's just like a great conversation that you're having with friends except I'm the only one with the microphone <laughs> and, and maybe what's that and maybe your boobs and yeah yeah or, or yeah, yeah 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 they usually are yeah. you can't you know it's hard to keep a good woman down you know amen sister <laughs> I think in the great words of Sojourner Truth <laughs> But now, do you have anything coming up that we should be uh, paying attention to? Well, I'm back. I'm. You gonna be back with Amy Schumer on the show? I'll be back in her show, and I'm gonna be in her movie this summer, a small little part in Trainwreck. Great. Um, I have a special coming on uh, Comedy Central called Gynecological Wonder, and um, that'll be this <laughs> spring. It'll be their first stab at cabaret, so I hope everybody watches. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all going to watch it. Thank you for being here, Bridget. Thanks this has been me. delightful. Oh, it's been great. Thank you. Have a round of applause for all my guests here, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, Andrew and Ashley, and Leanne, and everybody here at the pit. Now, I know uh, we've got another show coming in here, so we'll move quickly upstairs. But uh, we'll be doing a show April 11th at Joe's Pub, a tribute to Lawrence Welk, so check that out. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back here uh, in April as well. So now, until uh, next time, I'm going to be starting my own brand of uh, whiskey. And the bottle is going to come with a very uh, nice little bald spot uh, wig that you can wear <laughs> if you just start to feel too good about yourself. <laughs> now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Dale Radio is produced and performed by James Bewley. Musical direction by Steve O'Reilly. Season 7 podcast theme composed and arranged by Emily Danger. Season 7 podcast icon by illustrator Louis Chin. Posters for the season have been designed by Annie Carbo, Claire Prouse, and James Boyle, among others. Live shows happen every month at the pit in New York City. Be sure and find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or SoundCloud. And if you do, locate us and listen to us and enjoy the program. Rate and review us, won't you? We hope to see you out there soon. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all the rest. Thanks for listening. You're the best.